Cynthia A. Thomas is a licensed counselor in the state of Maine. She is also licensed and ordained with the International Church of Foursquare Gospel. Cynthia's teaching is focused on ordinary people learning an extraordinary way of loving God and loving others. Where church isn't a building, it's people learning together and encouraging each other to follow the teaching of Jesus. Thanks for joining today, and now here is Cindy with today's focus. Ephesians 6, 10 through 14. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand firm. Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Last week, we began talking about the breastplate of righteousness on the armor of God, which protects our spiritual vital organs like our heart, soul, strength. We talked about how we need the righteousness of God through Christ, and if you didn't hear the message of the last podcast, I would ask that you stop this one and listen to this after you listen to last week's podcast as that information from God's Word is really vital to understand as we go forward. I ended the last podcast saying, If the righteousness of Christ in us causes God the Father to see us as the holy, righteous children of God, then when we show up to a situation wearing the breastplate of righteousness and the whole armor of God, What do you think Satan sees? Well, the answer is, he sees trouble coming. (laughs) The Bible is full of stories of Jesus himself driving out demons. The reason Satan sees a Jesus follower as trouble is because they are covered with the righteousness of God, operating in the power of the authority of Jesus Christ. When Jesus was in the world with us back in the New Testament, we are told in Luke 10 that he appointed 72 people and sent them out two by two with instructions on how to minister. We'll pick up the story with their return to Jesus, starting Luke 10, verse 17. The 72 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And Jesus said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. 
The authority of Jesus is what was giving the kingdom of hell trouble. And the 72 were greatly impressed that they had so much power over the enemy kingdom. Even the demons are subject to us in your name, they exclaimed. And yet, Jesus answered them, telling them that although they did have the power of his authority over all the spiritual serpents and scorpion powers of his enemy, their eternal salvation was what should impress them the most. The 72 were trouble to Satan's kingdom because of their relationship with Jesus. Now let's read about the seven sons of Sceva in Acts 19, 11 through 16. Starting with verse 11. And God was doing extraordinary miracles by the hand of Paul, so that even handkerchiefs or aprons that had touched his skin were carried away to the sick and their diseases left them, and the evil spirits came out of them. Then, some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists undertook to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, I adjure you by the Jesus whom Paul proclaims. Now, the seven sons of a Jewish high priest named Sceva were doing this. But the evil spirit answered them, Jesus I know, and Paul I recognize. But who are you? And the man in whom was the evil spirit leaped on them, mastered all of them, and overpowered them so that they fled from that house naked and wounded. The moral of this story is you can't play Jesus and get away with it. You can't pretend righteousness of God. The spirit realm sees exactly what's going on. Jesus knows who belongs to him and who does not. And so does Satan. And those who belong to Jesus and are covered by his righteousness, those are the ones that are real trouble to the kingdom of hell. Now, we're going to talk about this next part more when we get to the verse in Scripture. But in verse 16 of our Ephesians 6 text, it shows us that one of the scheming strategies and deceits that the enemy is using against us is to hurl flaming darts of the evil one at our most vulnerable spots. I enjoy seeing the various translations of flaming darts. Uh, some translations say flaming arrows, Others say fiery darts. There's also fiery arrows, blazing arrows, and one I read said flaming missiles. I am reasonably sure I've been hit with a flaming missile a time or two in my life. The point here is that the kingdom of hell takes this war seriously, and they will fire whatever they can at us to try to steal from, kill, and or destroy us. Our only defense is hiding in a right standing with God within a relationship with Jesus. And remember, it's not about our power in any of this. It's about God's. And if you don't understand what that means, go back and listen to the first podcast in this series titled, What is Spiritual Warfare? 
pay special attention to the police officer story. What does Satan see when a child of the living God dressed in the whole armor of God comes into a situation? When you show up covered by the righteousness of God, you look like the beaming light of the glory of God. And to Satan, that is trouble. How do I know you look like the light of God? Romans 13, 12. The night is far gone. The day is at hand. So then let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. If you do a little research, you'll find many scriptures that talk about the fact that the children of God are the light of Christ in the world and that we are to shine before humanity so people see Christ in us and turn to God. When we come to a specific situation, or maybe we're just walking around in our daily lives, we're supposed to let the light of our God shine through us. To live in spiritual victory, we need to be covered by the whole armor of God. The seven sons of Sceva were not covered by God's armor and did not have his battle harness of truth around them. They did not love, were not committed, and did not have gratitude toward Jesus in their own hearts. When they stepped forward to challenge the demonic dominion, it was not with the armor of light that they addressed the satanic realm. These seven sons of Sceva were just using the name of Jesus to try and accomplish their own goals. You know, these spiritual battles of life in a fallen world at war with the enemy of God are hard and sometimes very brutal. We want to make sure we're hiding in the armor of God when we fight. We need to be hidden in Christ, Colossians 3, 1 through 3. And that comes from asking Jesus to be Lord of our lives and making a commitment to follow him in a personal journey as his disciple, going from glory to glory, 2 Corinthians 3.18, learning his ways for the rest of our lives. Part of the strategies and deceits of the enemy are those fiery arrows or fiery darts or flaming missiles he's shooting at us. And remember, enemy's purpose is to get us off track and bring us down. To steal, kill, and destroy is his mission. The flaming projectile strategies are aimed at trying to convince us of things like, Jesus isn't even real, or God isn't enough to help you in this situation, or he tries to tell us how bad we are or how sinful we are. Demonic realm tries to tell us that bad things happen to us because we are unworthy. We're not good enough Christians. We don't have enough faith, so God's not going to help us. The truth is, bad things happen because we are here on this earth, living in fallen flesh, in a fallen world, at war with the enemy of God. And the kingdom of hell loves to point out just how far short of the glory of God we do fall and how inadequate we are. Enemy wants to destroy our hearts and our confidence in Jesus' love, presence, and power within us. 
And one of his strategies is accuse, accuse, accuse us or anyone else he can. In fact, the Hebrew name Satan means adversary, one who opposes, accuser. That is why it is vital that we understand it's not about how good we can be, but how covered by the righteousness of God we are. Because I promise, even with our best efforts, and by the way, effort does count with God, but still, even with our best efforts, we will fall far short of the glory of God. It's not about how good we can be. It's about how good Jesus is to cover us with his own righteousness, even though we fail. In spiritual warfare battles, we hear the enemy's accusations hurled at our hearts. Things like, look at you, and you call yourself a Christian. Or things like, how could God ever love a pathetic person like you? Or maybe, look, you failed again. You'll never learn. You'll never be good enough. Or, well, you know what? You fill in the blanks here. Because this is a strategy that the enemy tries on all of us. And I'm sure you know the list of things he fires at you. Never forget the steal, kill, and destroy mission of our enemy that the word tells us he's on. John 10.10 10. He's out to steal our confidence, security, and God's love for us. He's out to kill our hearts and our hope. He's out to destroy our faith and our lives. So when we're under attack, that's when we need to do the recognize, call, and fall. Recognize we're under attack call upon Jesus and fall upon the grace and truth of his word. This breastplate of righteousness helps protect our heart and keep us steady. When enemy hurts, the, hurts us or tries to hurt us with those arrows he sends our way, telling us, you're not good enough, we need to answer, you know what, that's true but I'm covered over in the righteousness of my God, and he's growing me from glory to glory in the image of my Jesus. When enemy hurls the darts at our heart saying, you are weak, you cannot stand against me, we answer, yeah, I am weak, but Christ in me with his strength and righteousness will cause me to rise again, will cause me to stand. And when the enemy taunts us saying, see, I can knock you down any time I want, we answer, you may knock me down, but my God tells me that though the righteous fall, they will rise again. And I am righteous because of Christ's blood sacrifice on the cross that covers me. Hallelujah! <laughs> I've got another little chorus for you. <laughs> that I, I used to sing this one a lot too. So I've given you Jesus loves me. And I've given you I am covered over with a robe of righteousness. And this little chorus 
also in its simplicity has profound theological implications. You'll hear the word Yahweh in this chorus, which is the Hebrew word that means Lord. I hear the accuser roar of the things that I have done. I know them well and thousands more, but Yahweh findeth none. I hear the accuser roar of the things that I have done. I know them well and thousands more. But Yahweh findeth none, he findeth none, he findeth none. I've been washed in the blood of his Son, he findeth none, he findeth none. I've been washed in the blood of his Son. Hallelujah for the blood of Jesus, the Lamb that was slain. Hallelujah. 1 Peter 5.8 tells us that our adversary the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. There's the kill, kill, uh, steal, kill, and destroy mission there. But I tell you this, the enemy of God prowling around like a roaring lion in our ears is no match for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, our Lion of Judah. Woo! Yes! <laughs> oh, there's so much more I'd like to tell you, but I think I need to stop here. As you go through this next week and the spiritual battles that may come into your life with all its their fiery arrows of fear and doubt or accusations that are hurled at you, remember who covers you with the breastplate of righteousness and recognize you're under attack. Call upon Jesus and fall before his throne of grace asking for his help in your time of need so that having done all to stand, you stand therefore covered in the armor of your God. And don't worry about things you may not understand yet. Just be doers of what you already know from God's word. Effort does count with God. He sees our hearts as we follow him submitting to his ways and being willing to grow from glory to glory in our love relationship with Christ. So keep on keeping on in Jesus, everyone. God bless you. Till next time. And that concludes today's segment. We hope to see you next time as you learn the extraordinary ways of loving God and others.